And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you've got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Davin Fay. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colm Kyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Geraghty and meet of the football champions. Hello listeners and you're very welcome to another We Are Mead podcast with Davey Riskin and Mickey Brennan and uh, Davey, I suppose on this show we, we have plenty to get through, we have the Hurlers were out this weekend, footballers are out next weekend, the Camogues are out next weekend and then the ladies football team are out on the 23rd of May, we'll have our usual lottos and Instagram, uh, we'll just give you a quick update on what's happening with our Loyal Royals podcast, but I suppose Firstly, Davey, what we'd like to do is we'd like to give a shout out to one of our listeners and his name is Matt Durkey and he listens in from Florida. An absolutely amazing couple of emails sent to us there during the week, it has to be said. Um, I, I, I replied to him asking him, uh, you know, what was his club in Mead and where was he from in Mead originally? And it's funny, this man is living in America all his life, but he can trace back his roots to Mead in the 1600s when one of his great-grandfathers left the shores of Ireland and headed off to America. And Matt is a huge GAA fan and was looking to see watch the hurling this weekend and be looking to watch the footballers next weekend. But it just shows you how far afield this podcast is going. And, you know, it just it warms the cockles of your heart, really, doesn't it, when you hear something like that? It does, Mickey. Um, when, when we were talking about this at the me game earlier today, my first, I seen the email as well coming in, and my first uh, instinct was to think it was spam or it was someone pretending they were someone <laughs> when they're not. But you were like, no, no, I got back to him and he came back again. And it's amazing. And like, it, it kind of, it's the simple things, but it really brings a smile to our face, you know, thinking about kind of what we've done. And we all know like that we'd have a massive kind of listener base here in Mead and, you know, um, exiles in Mead who have gone, you know, overseas and to different places. But to have a listener, who who's tracing back his roots, his ancestors from you know hundreds of years ago? Um, it, it's just it's it's, it's amazing and uh, it's it's great to hear and fair play to him for getting in touch with us. Yeah, and if anybody uh, from Ireland or from Mead or from uh, who's listening to the podcast is in Florida, Saint uh, Saint Augustine or Saint Augustine in Florida, and um, the name of the Irish pub, would you believe? that uh, is his base, is Meehan's Irish Pub. So do call into it. And the next time that myself and Davey Rispin are in Florida, we will also be calling into Meehan's Pub. But I suppose one of the things that uh, I asked him was what his club was, and he doesn't know what his club is. And he wants to have a club in Mead, like as he says himself in the email, County for Glory, Club for Life. And, uh, you know, I, I just think that's brilliant. And, and, like, it's so Irish, you know, it's such an Irish thing. But his uh, his father's name was William Durgy or Durkey, 
D-U-R-G-E-E or D-U-R-K-E-E. So if anybody out there who's listening to the podcast knows of family names like that in their area, get in contact with us and, you know, we'll we'll go out to the local graveyards and stuff like that and uh, and check. I, I, I'm willing to do this, Davey. I don't know if you are, but I am. Um, I'll go out and just check headstones and whatever. And if we can find Matt a club, that would be absolutely brilliant. You know, like, and, and, and hopefully... It's either Simon Sin or Courtain at this stage. <laughs> well, uh, well, I, I was just talking to Skipper earlier on, and he was saying that there was a there was a graveyard in Courtain that he came across a dirty name on. So um, <laughs> I know I, I'm only trying to stake a claim from uh, Mickey. You know yourself, um, but it, yeah, it's amazing. And, and look, at hopefully we can find his rightful owners. But if he is stuck, maybe he'll he'll flick a coin between Simon Sound and and, and Courtain, and uh, or he might join both of us. You know, he could be a, he can be a member from across the the seas and get involved but uh, it's just it's an amazing story and I, I'm just looking at the couple of pictures that he attached on the bottom of that email the listeners obviously won't be able to see this but he's out with the with the Mead Hurling jersey the yellow one and he has a six is a five or six bottles of Jemison lined up on the table and the <laughs> sun is shining it just looks incredible <laughs> yeah I, I'm sure because he was at, he was at a, a charity golf do and uh, Bill Murray and brothers celebrity charity golf tournament and there was loads of famous people at it and here he is wearing the Mead Hurling jersey big man as well I wouldn't mind having him full forward now uh, on my team um, but uh, yeah look huge shout out to Matt we're going to stay in contact and we are going to do a little bit of uh, 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 I suppose research into it ourselves and see if we can find um, his rightful owners as you said Davy Rispin and uh, give him a club of some sort he has a county he knows he's Mead man and we are we are all need, and that's the way it is. Um, brilliant, though. Nice way to start off the podcast, Davey. Um, Davey, again, you know, why Matt got in contact with us in the initial in the first place was to try and get a link to the Hurling. And, of course, the Hurling was shown on GA TV um, on the weekend. But myself and yourself were at the game, and uh, it was a disappointing result for the Hurlers, Davey. Um, you know, last year, they put it up to Offaly down in Burr in their own backyard and only lost by two points. So we went into this game, you know, with high hopes and um, I suppose the second quarter of the first half um, awfully did their damage and put the game to rest and scoring me 111 to a point in that second quarter. Yeah, that was very much the moving quarter for, for both teams. Um, Mead, unfortunately, didn't get, get really moving after the water break and awfully really clicked into gear and were absolutely outstanding. They really put us to the sword. Um you know, I, I think in the middle third in particular, we struggled to sort of um, get a hold of it and, and awfully really um, got momentum. And, and from that, I suppose, the wides that were probably happening for them in the first quarter started going over the bar and ultimately in the net. I think there was two quick fire goals in the space of a few minutes and Mead struggled to live with it. It took Mead 20 minutes to add to their tally um, from before the water break. I think Paul Johanrahan scored in the 38 or 39 minutes after Mead's last score coming in the 18 minutes. And that was obviously significant. 111 to one point, as you say, Mickey, in that sort of period was was always going to be um, fatal for, for, for the Royals. Um, I suppose Nick obviously went in at halftime and, and had to make a couple of changes and did. And, you know, he called on the likes of James Kelly and Jaxie Regan, two of the more experienced heads in the team. And we definitely started the second half with a little bit more impetus, breeze behind us, um, James has got a got a tremendous goal um, from a really acute angle that gave us a brief glimmer of hope but fair and softly they were always um, getting scores a little bit easier than me they were finding pockets and spaces and 
Um, the really, the really were impressive, you know, and you have to sort of hold your hands up too, Mickey, and say they've been a side that have been in real turmoil for the last number of years and taking our mead tinted glasses off. It is nice to see Offaly starting to, I suppose, improve and, and be on the rise. And Brian, Brian Dignan, um, son of the great uh, Michael Dignan, who was there today, the chairman of Offaly GA, certainly a, a tasty prospect, as are a number of other players, plenty of big units and, uh, they're, they're a county that we know they're operating in Christy Ring, but they're they're definitely a county that I'd expect to see back in the All-Ireland Series in the next number of years. And from our perspective, look, we, we knew this was going to be a tough enough encounter. I think looking back, as you say, to last year, probably gave us hope for, for how close we got to them in that occasion on in Burr. Um, when I think we put up something like 22 or 23 points. Um, 121, 121, yeah. 121, 24 points, you know, so... It was disappointing, the performance, how kind of flat it was first day out. But it gives Nick and the management team plenty to work with um, and huge room for improvement. And they don't have too long to do with six-day turnaround now before uh, what might be perceived as a bit of a daunting trip to Ockram to take on Wicklow, which is going to be a crucial game for both Mead and Wicklow. Yeah, Mead would have um, earmarked a couple of games and the Wicklow one would be one in particular that they would have uh, been looking mm. at. Um, and yeah, they, they, they'll be looking to get back on track next week with a win against Wicklow in Ockram on Saturday. Um, I suppose, Davey, as well, like we, we spoke about before the game, I said it to you, I was watching the two. The interesting thing was that I was watching the both, both teams warm up and Offaly had a lot of big men and they were, they were pretty slow um, in the warm-up, let's just say. And Mead were going 100 miles an hour in the warm-up. And I was like, oh, God, you know, Mead could do something here. But for big men, those those awfully guys, they really could hurl. And they really, they, they were very sharp today. There was very little errors. They pressed the play. They, you know, they harried. They didn't let Mead catch any clean ball uh, in any quarter of the pitch. Um, Mead weren't able to get clean ball and were always kind of chasing the ball. Whereas, you know, the ball stuck with Offaly. Uh, the tackles were made um, and the, the, the running, the forwards were always moving and half forwards were coming off the full forwards. So they looked like a well-oiled machine and they looked like a team that weren't rusty at all. No, they, they had a, a beautiful kind of synergy in their play in the sense that they could mix it up from time to time. They had two massive lumps in the full forward line, which they weren't afraid to go along with where it allowed. But they got great joy from their half forward line, Mickey. They picked up lovely pockets of space. And, you know, um, I'd say they contributed probably 15 or 16 points between them in that half forward line, which was uh, which was a, a massive um, area that that were, was exploited for from a meat standpoint. Um, I think you're right. The press was high up. So, you know, the Charlie Ennis was... Um, more in favour of a short puck out, but they definitely put the squeeze on from the front and they got good joy and got plenty of turnovers from us in that, in that sense. Um, and we just struggled to live with, with them when they got on top. And um, as we said, they were probably a bit wasteful in the first half with the breeze and the lead could have been more than it was at half time. Thankfully, it wasn't. Um, in the end, I think it was 15 or 16 points of a, of a defeat, which to be honest, which is about right. Um, and we can have no complaints on, on a really poor and, and sort of flat first performance. But as you say, the likes of our campaign, like it was last year when we got wins against Wicklow and Mayo to keep ourselves up, will ultimately be judged on how we perform against Wicklow and indeed down in the coming weeks. Yeah, absolutely. And the final score was 325 to three goals and nine. Me getting their three goals in the second half, three of their six scores in the second half were goals. Um, for an in-depth uh, review of that game go on to our Patreon service 
And uh, we also caught up with Nick Weir after the game and uh, his interview will be in that. And uh, also in that podcast, we have previewed the National Football League Round 1 where Mead will take on Westmead next Sunday in Park Colchon at 2.45. And uh, Davey, looking ahead to that game, you know, we, we, we've named the, the new Mead panel on our Patreon podcast. And, um, you know, there's the majority of the panel that's there uh, that's there from last year. There are a few new players in on it. But, you know, with the way that the league has been run this year, um, you know, Mead have to hit the, hit the ground running. And, and I suppose... Not to say that you're putting all your eggs in one basket, but the league is the biggest competition for me this year. Absolutely, Mickey, because of the implications, both you know for promotion, but more so for relegation. Um, and you know we, we're going to probably speak about it a little bit more in the Royal Loyal Royal, sorry, um, podcast previewing the game. But there's no common ground this year, Mickey. Either finishing the top two or the bottom two. The top two being the promotion semi-finals. The bottom two being relegation semi-finals. The, the huge consequence of being relegated from Division 2 would mean, obviously, that we're going to be in Division 3 for 2022. But if you don't get out of Division 3 by the start of the championship in 2022, you ultimately will be playing in the second tier. And that is going to come in next year. So, obviously, we, 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 we're not thinking about that because our first um, sort of train of thought is to try and get back to Division 1 where we were last year. And... This, this game against Westmead on Sunday, Mickey, is going to really shape both campaigns. And because there's only three games, there's no real margin for error. Traditionally, you play seven games and you could afford to lose a game or two. This year, it's very much game by game. And look, at we have Westmead at home. I think it's a local derby. We, we, we'll speak about home advantage and how important it is too. And then we go up and play down in Armagh, down obviously relinquishing home advantage because of their misdemeanours in, in recent months with training and stuff. And then we finish with a game against Mayo. The, the holy all of it is we win two from our three games or in a promotion semi-final. We lose two from our three. We're going to be in a relegation uh, semi-final. So that's that's it pretty much plain and simple. But a lot is going to hinge on this performance and ultimately result against Westmead next Sunday in Navan. Yeah, and we wish Andy and the lads the very best of luck in their opening round National Football League game in Park Tolton next Sunday and hopefully they can get it off to a flying start. Lush, beautiful grass shouldn't be limited to GA pitches. At Husqvarna, we have the perfect solution. Silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, Automore from your phone. Automore also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorised Automore dealer, on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard, County Mead. David, just before we move on, I just want to give a shout out to our. Two sponsors, of course, Husqvarna, PR Coin and Sons down there in Clonard, and uh, they are your local Husqvarna dealer. If you need anything um, from an auto mower to a chainsaw, they're the boys to go to. But also delighted to have Q Kangaroo um, uh, as one of our sponsors as well. And, you know, they're they're picking up pace. I'm looking down through the list of uh the f- food joints that they have now on their uh, on their app, and it's absolutely brilliant. There's loads in Navan. There is loads in Trim, Drogheda, and um, Dunboyne, and 
John Shotgun, Rathout, they're all coming in and there is something for everybody on there, Davey Riston. Absolutely, Mickey. Uh, the Q Kangaroo, as we've got to know in recent weeks, is the safe, convenient way to get tasty local food fast, most importantly. Um, you can select from a host of menus in local cafes, restaurants and more in your area. You prepay on the app so you can skip the queue when collecting or have it delivered directly to you. Um, the app, as you said, Mickey, is available to use across Mead and has, has now gone live in Dubind and Shockland and Retoth, in addition to those other areas that you mentioned in Navan and a few other places in Mead. You get a special €5 Euro when you spend 20 or more. All you have to do on the app is use the discount code we are me at the checkout. That's we are me, no spaces, capital letters at the checkout. Love food, hate queuing. Hate Q Kangaroo is the app for you. And you can download it now on the App Store and Play Store. Yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. You can you can get your food delivered, you can pick it up, or you can book a sit-in meal in the restaurant using the Q Kangaroo. You can actually order your meal that you're going to have in the restaurant uh, through the Q Kangaroo app. And not only that... But for the, the establishments that are using Q Kangaroo as well, it's absolutely brilliant for them because they don't, Q Kangaroo are not taking as much of a, a percentage as an awful lot of the other um, uh, apps that are out there. So you're doing your local restaurant a favour by ordering uh, through the Q Kangaroo app. It's absolutely brilliant. Just in, in Navin, you've got Roommate, Valley Cafe, Crave, Little Sicily, Piamentos, Simply Honest Cafe, Chekhov, just to mention a few. And uh, yeah, we can't recommend it highly enough because uh, both of us have used it. And we've even seen, Davey, that some of our listeners have uh, been delighted to get their €5 Euro, uh, um, discount by using the We Are Me code at the checkout. Yeah, absolutely, Mickey. We'll come to that in a little bit as well in our Instagram interactive. But we've definitely availed it ourselves in the in the last number of weeks too. And it is always nice when you're you're, you're getting an order for the family or whatever you are getting three or four dishes. Spend over the twenty quid, get a fiver off. You know, it's 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 the little things as we said earlier on. Yeah, it really is. But um, yeah, download the app now. Um, moving on, Davy, and just looking ahead now to next weekend as well. Our ladies are going to be back out. The Camogues are playing on Saturday at 2pm in Dungani. And uh, that's in the Littlewoods uh, Camogie National League. And, um, you know, they're getting their uh, their National uh, Camogie League underway. And then the ladies footballers will be out the following week against Kerry on the 23rd of May. That's the Sunday, the 23rd. So it's all action. We've been talking about this. We've been saying that once the football and the hurling and the Camogie comes back, it's going to be non-stop. Absolutely. The Camogues were very unlucky last year because they were flying in the league was pulled and subsequently there was no promotion or relegation. They were obviously in line to be promoted to Division 1 yeah. and that never happened, unfortunately. Um, and it really killed the momentum in more ways than one for them. They restart this uh, this coming weekend, say next weekend, against local neighbours and local rivals in Kildare. They've had some unbelievable tussles with Kildare down through the years and this promises to be uh, no different Um Obviously, Brennan Skihan in there for a second year as well. There's a couple of players that I think have stepped aside. Sharon O'Brien, 
Mead will definitely need to be on their game and, and try and start here with a positive result. I think it's a big year for the Camogues. They would have been disappointed with the year, the way the year petered out this year, last year, sorry, in the yeah. championship. Um, so ultimately, if they can set the tone, get a positive result of performance, that'll really stand them in good stead. Obviously, the footballers, they're riding on the crest of a wave, aren't they, Mickey, having won the All-Ireland last year? So they're going to be obviously I in promotion or sorry I in a good campaign in that league with the view to obviously playing senior football in the championship when it rolls around so we'll look forward to that in the coming weeks um, so yeah it's all really getting going it's, it is exciting now it's kind of kicked off and it's only going to get busier and busier our weekends Mickey yeah it really is and we wish the come over the very best of luck next weekend um, and the following week the footballers the ladies footballers um, uh, as they take on Kerry the Hurler the Camogues will take on Kildare next Saturday in Dungani there isn't a venue um, and a time confirmed yet for the ladies football but we will give you that next week I'm sure it'll be confirmed by then uh, you said it Davy. the Camogues like they were absolutely flying up until the first lockdown last year and it seemed to knock the wind out of their sails and as you said as well the championship just seemed to peter out then so it did because they had lost all their momentum so they will be looking to get back to winning ways and, uh, you know, to give a good account of themselves in both the league and the championship. Um, Davey, it's time to move on now to the club lottos. And uh, I'm sure the PROs have been in contact with you. They have indeed, Mickey. Uh, first one up is from Manalvi GFC, and their jackpot is currently capped at 10,000. The reserve increases to 5,100 euro this Monday night. You can play that one at manalvigfc.ie or on the Club Force app. The Chocolate and Royal Gale somehow still going as well. And they had no jackpot winner of last week's 13,000 euro jackpot, which it's currently capped at. So it'll remain at that with the reserve increases to 10,200 euro this week. And they had three match three winners last week who all collected 70 quid each. Um, and another one that you can play on the Club Force app. Uh, Castletown GFC. The results from May 4th, their numbers drawn were 1, 2, 7 and 27. There was no winner of their 1,600 euro jackpot, but they had five uh, lucky dip winners who all collected 30 quid each. And this week's one rolls on to 1,700 and you can play that one on the Smart Lotto app. Uh, Ballinlock GFC, um, they had no winner of their jackpot, which was that 2,900, meaning there's increases to 3,000 euro this weekend, or this week, sorry. Um, it Their next draw takes place on the 17th, which I think is, is it this night week? Um, mm. 17th, it's Monday week actually, is it? Um, so they must only be doing one every two weeks in, in Ballinlock. Yeah, fortnightly, sorry, my bad. Um, the next one up is from Condor GFC, and theirs is at 8,600 euro and rising. Their match three rollover next week of 240. So they're actually doing a rollover on their match three, which is a different thing. It's it's increasing the match three for someone who gets three numbers, which is a good idea. I like that. Um, mm-hmm. And their draw takes place on Tuesday nights, and you can play that one on the Smart Lotto, or you can drop the envelopes into the clubhouse post box. Um, my own Corten GFC uh, jackpot increases to 5,900 next Friday night at 10 p.m. You can watch it live on Facebook. We'll also have a retro jersey to give away, one each week. It's a different one each week. You can play that one at cortengacom forward slash lotto. Connard GFC, Jackpot of five and a half thousand. It's live every Monday night on Facebook at 8 p.m. Gail Column Kill, their jackpot is currently capped at 12,000 euro, um, which they had no winner of last Thursday night. So it goes again this Thursday night. Uh, Kilmainham GFC, 5,600 euro every Monday night, and you can play in Club Force. 
Kilskier GFC, their next draw takes place on the 11th, which is Tuesday night. And you can play that one on Club Force or at the lotto, uh, sorry, at the local shops. 10,000 euro for jackpot there as well. Old Castle GFC continuing to rise. It hits 12,000 next Wednesday night, Mickey. You can play that one on Club Force. Navinomani's, the pantomime villains of the lottos, um, their <laughs> jackpot uh, currently at 6,050 euro to be precise. They had no winner of their 5,900 euro jackpot last week. Um, but I've noticed some um, bollocksing going on in the O'Mahony's Oh, lottery. oh, bollocksing. What did they do? I think they've increased the amount of numbers in their draw. Ah, the devils, the devils. So the, devils. the standard amount of numbers from what I've seen is 28. But Navinomani's have increased theirs to 32. And the only reason I know that, Mickey, is because I'm looking at the numbers drawn from last week. And the numbers were 22, 23, 28, and wait for it, 32. 32, yeah. And come here. You know, people usually do dates of birth. There's no 32nd of any month. So there's not. So they're on a winner there. Oh, look, I tell you what, you want to be getting up earlier in the morning see one for those lads. And I bet you that was Very early in the morning. morning. I would say that that was Colin O'Brien's idea as well. Him being a mathematical genius, you know, would have looked at that and said, hang on a second, everybody does dates of birth. The Arnotto will never be won if we put 32 into it. Oh, he's a devil. You want to be getting up early in the morning. Very early in the morning. (laughs) Um, Ballinabracky GFC there's no bollocksing going on in Ballinabracky they're just straight laced decent decent people as is Kevin Coyne in, in PR Coyne and Sons um, their jackpot is currently at 4,800 plus the 1,500 bonus ball just because they're so sound out in Ballinabracky yeah. um, every Monday night you can play that one on Club Force um, they have a GoFundMe as well well set up and they've attached the link here should anyone like to donate towards this weekend's run for Pieta slash Brax walkathon so um, really good cause and, and Kev's just put that in as well for a bit of a mention so best of luck to the Brax doing their walkathon slash the run for Pieta next one is from Kildalki GFC their lotto you can play it online it's 9,200 euro currently their next lotto takes place on the 11th which is on Tuesday night. Really nice graphic sent on by Stephen Smith, who's the PRO there. Really, really good. Hashtag team Kaldaki support our lotto. Um, great stuff. And the final one on my list is Black Hole Gales, 5,600. And their next jackpot doesn't take place until Monday week, which is the 17th of May. Brilliant, brilliant. And uh, the two that I have, Central Sense job, jackpot at the moment is 9,800. And you can play it. Play that through Smart Lotto. Just go on to their website and you will be able to uh, click on the link. Brings you straight into their lotto. Uh, 9,800. Nice little jackpot. In Simonstown, jackpot was not won last Friday. Uh, there was two match three winners were D and Damien Coyle, Porrick Mooney and Niall Foran. Um, and the next jackpot is 5,800. They are urging everybody to go online and do the Simonstown jackpot. Uh, or to, Sorry, do the Simonstown lotto. Um, they're online presence is starting to build up now. It's taken them a while with the lottos. Um, I suppose we've got a, an older clientele maybe in Simonstown at the moment. And, uh, you know, they probably don't use the, the internet as much, but uh, they are starting to. And uh, we are urging everybody to do the Simonstown lotto uh, through the online uh, website. So uh, get on there and do that. So that is our lottos finished for this week. I think Davy Rusman and... Uh, I just, I just can't believe that Navin O'Matneys are at that. Well, 
can't believe the Colin O'Brien. Just, you know, you just you just wonder, wouldn't you? You just wonder. Mm, you just don't know what goes on behind closed doors, Mickey. That's it. But uh, yeah, we'll get to the bottom of this. And we might even bring Colin O'Brien on to the podcast to interrogate him um, and, and to give him a chance. And it'll be like something from prime time, though. Um, yeah, so that is our lotto's done anyway, Davey, for this week. And uh, we may as well move on now to our Instagram. Actually, before we move on to our Instagram, just to let our listeners know on our Lyle Royals podcasts this week, we have an interview with uh, Tommy Nally, uh, 71 year old Tommy Nally. He is a stalwart of the Stewarts in Park Colchin. Been there for 50 years doing uh, 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 Stewart. You'd always meet him there in the middle of the stand. And uh, he's a Dundry man and he's played football for Dundry, but he is a real GA man, uh, true and true, but uh, very recognisable from, from, from anybody who goes to Park Palton. We have a review and preview. So we have a review of the hurling and a preview of the football for next weekend. Uh, the hurlers out against Offaly just uh, last uh, Sunday. And then we have another in our series of 10 best. It is, of course, uh, the turn of another North Mead team from Condrit. GAA and uh, an absolutely brilliant um, 10 best in that one as well Lush beautiful grass shouldn't be limited to GAA pitches at Husqvarna we have the perfect solution silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn replacing it with the near silent cutting of a Husqvarna automower smart home compatible and if that isn't your cup of tea automower from your phone Automore also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coyne & Sons, your authorised Automore dealer, on 046 955 1910 or in-store in Clonard, County Mead. We'll move on now to our Instagram interactive. Yeah, first one up is from Keen Royston, who is the secretary out in the Boards Mill Club. And he just said the Emer Murray GoFundMe page closes tomorrow, which is Monday at 6 p.m. So anybody who wants to give anything towards that superb fundraiser, which is about to conclude, please do so. Um, it's gone absolutely brilliantly, I believe. Um, so I, I'm sure um, the, the guys at Boards Mill are, are absolutely thrilled with how it's gone. But yeah, you can still support that one before six o'clock tomorrow evening when it does close. Yeah, anybody who can get on there and uh, trophy Bob. Um, of course, Emer is the daughter of uh, Eamon Murray, the Mead, ex-Mead Ladies Manager, so uh, get on there. No, current. And, oh, sorry, currently still the Mead Ladies Manager, is right, but uh, I bet last year the All-Ireland winning manager. And um, yeah, absolutely. What a family, what a, what a guy and, and what a girl as well. So please, if you can get on to that GoFundMe page and donate a few bob to it. Absolutely. Next one is from uh, the... The We Are Meads stalwart, Mr. Peter Duffy. Um, and he wants to know, Oasis or Blur? Well, I'd say he was never in the Oasis in his life because that was well before his time. Um, and I'd say even Oasis and Blur are before his time. Um, so they are. But um, he's probably getting into them now. He probably Somebody told him they were cool. Um, and he's probably listening to them. But uh, yeah, it's a tough one. Blur, if you're looking for a little bit more deeper uh, lyrics, I suppose, in most of their songs... And then Oasis, just for the tunes, because uh, they really are top-notch tunes. The lyrics probably don't mean a whole pile, but, you know, Damon Albarn, or it, it, it's a better way to ask this question. Give me Damon, Damon Albarn or Noel Gallagher or Liam Gallagher. It's always Damon Albarn. 
Yeah, when you put it like that, yeah, it is. <laughs> I would not actually know too much uh, Blur's music, to be honest with you, Mickey. Um, really? Yeah, I I wouldn't wouldn't really have a clue. Um, but obviously, everybody knows Oasis. So yeah, but see, music music was completely different back then. Like there there, there was a rivalry, like a football rivalry between those right. two bands, and they used to they used to like um, release a single or an album on the same day as each other. Uh, on purpose and it was just brilliant it was it was it was like who's going to be who's going to be number one and whatever like but um yeah it's music has completely changed and the way music is listened to and uh, stuff like that has completely changed back in the days when it was a bit of crack absolutely yeah um but yeah i, I wasn't around so I, I... <laughs> sorry mick um Jackson B is in touch um, with a couple of different uh, questions for us. First one is, there is a rumour that Ronan Jones was injured badly versus Armagh in a challenge game. Is this true? We can confirm that it's not a rumour. Um, it is true. Uh, Ronan Jones, unfortunately, suffered an arm break. I think it was, wasn't it, Davy, Against Armagh on the weekend. So that's going to probably put him out of our... Uh, out of our league and championship campaign for this year he might be back in time for club football but it's highly unlikely that he'll be back for, um, for the Mead footballers this year it is unfortunately yeah, a massive blow for, for us um, in the position that we're probably not spoilt with uh, many choices, choices and selections yeah. in there in the midfield sector so yeah best of luck to the to Ronan on the recovery hopefully from a Dunboyne standpoint and maybe even a Mead one who knows we might see him back before the end of the campaign yeah. um, the other one from Jackson B is any t- any news on the Mead team who played Armagh yesterday and who won the game um, I believe Mickey that it, it wasn't played as a, nearly a traditional game I think it was played in like four quarters and Mead put out two teams you know so they put out their what might be perceived as their first team in the first half of the game and then their second team for the second half. I think the first game or the first half of the game was a draw and I think Armand early won the, the second half of the game or the second game, whatever way you want to look at it. Um, didn't hear any team news, but a couple of significant bits of information was that I think Andy Colgan pay, played in the first half of the game, which may suggest that he might be in line to... To claim the number one jersey, but again, that's just us speculating. We, we who played exactly in goals? Know. Who played in goals for the second uh, half of the game? Well, I, th- we, I think there was. We, I think there was four different keepers played. So I think uh, I think um, Harry Hogan, Liam Byrne, and Ben and Brennan ben all ben featured in goal during it. So I think Andy Colgan started, but he did he didn't finish. So you know, we wait and see with a bit of interest on that one. Um, the final one from Jackson B um, was keep up the good work, guys. Brilliant podcast every week. Ah, cheers. Fair play, Jackson B. Um, you know your stuff too, Jackson. That's that's what we say. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he does, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, Brendan yeah. Byrne is next up. Um, Brendan, a great contributor as always from Balnebracky. He said, first time kicking a ball on grass in over six months this coming week. Pray for the hammers. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And pray for the windows. If there's any windows nearby, I'm, I'm dreading it. Um, pray for the hammers, number one. And then just pray that I remember how to bloody kick a ball. Because that's going to be tough. Absolutely, Mickey, yeah. Um, A man who knows plenty about running and and kicking footballs as well. Well, two men, actually. The first of them is the man who's uh, put in this contribution. That's the one and only Jelly from St. Uh St. Gales. Um, What a man. He has paid homage to Sean Tobin for his serious run Friday night for a great cause, the GOAT, he said. Yeah, um, 
the Olympic that is Sean Tobin went out and ran 50 kilometers uh, on, on, the, on Friday night or Saturday night. Uh, I think it was for Pieta House as well. And uh, yeah, it was without any training uh, or without any proper training. He just went out and ran 50 kilometers. So um, well done, Tobes. And I hope you're not too sore after it because I know what it was like doing a half marathon with no training. And that's only 22 kilometers. So I can imagine how he's feeling after that. Unbelievable. And uh, I, I was actually talking to Tony O'Brien. I met him up at the round O yesterday. Um, I was having a coffee and he was out walking the dog and chatting about different things. And he was, he said he he, uh, he stayed up to see him off at about 12 or half 12 on uh, Friday night. And he said he'd had every intention of getting up at five o'clock to see him finishing it. But he got up, looked out the window, and it was absolutely pissing rain. And he says, fuck this. And he went back to bed. <laughs> but uh, I believe there was plenty of um, supporters uh, at the start, during and end of Tobes' run. So he had plenty of support and people to break the wind from. So a couple of guys, Fikra Ross and a few other lads, I think, broke the wind from him in certain ones because it was quite a bad night, Friday night. So he needed all the support he could get, but absolutely incredible, Mickey. And uh, yeah, uh, uh, probably a statement of intent to the club championship that Sean Baldwin oh. is. Well, absolutely. Be... Well, 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 like the, the thing about it is, he has a bit of time to recover now after that, and that'll stand to him hopefully. But well done to him because uh, it was it was for Pieta House, and he raised four thousand seven hundred euro um, uh, by doing it, which is absolutely amazing. And um, you know, Pieta House uh, send him a thank you message and the whole lot. Like so, um, yeah, I'm just looking at the page there. Absolutely fantastic. Just he's a he's a monster of a man. So he is. I don't know what he was at at all. He did it in. Five hours and ten minutes. Well, wow. yeah. So um, I wouldn't drive that that quickly. So I wouldn't. I've seen you driving your wood, Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> oh lordy! Um, um, Robert Perfield is next up, and he said Park Talton looking smoking. I I, that, I I meant to say that to you earlier on in the podcast when we were talking about the the, uh, the hurlers against Offaly. Is that we walked the pitch after the game, and Jesus mm. Christ, Park Tolchin is just in amazing condition, absolutely incredible. And I was, as I said to you as well, wouldn't I love to pick up an O'Neill's football now and just go out there and have a little kick about? And when when Aaron Naveen came on as well, I was just, you know, let me out on the field, let me out in the field. And then I was thinking, oh no. Probably haven't kicked the ball in six months. It wouldn't be a good idea. <laughs> and it was and it was a hurling match as well. <laughs> it was a hurling match, yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Um, Joe McQueenie is next in, and he said the Mead panel in the papers didn't have Kyogen or Shane Gallagher on it. Is that correct? I can categorically confirm, Mickey, that Donald Kyogen is indeed on the Mead senior football panel for 2021. So fear not, people. But I believe the official line is that. Shane Gallagher, your own clubmate out in Simonson, is not part of the panel this year. Um, which yeah, looking you know, looking at the one. looking at the panel here that we were sent. Um, yeah, um, of course Kyogi is there, um, but looking down at it, there is no Shane Gallagher. So we just have to wait and see what's happening there. He could be injured and might be taking a bit of time off, but Donald Kyogen is definitely on the panel. Exactly. Uh, next one is from Simon Finn, and he said, Sean Bannon moving to Tijuana. Did I say it right? Yeah, Tijuana. 
Um, I'm nearly sure that is in South America or Mexico or something like that. I'll just Google it while you're uh, checking. But uh, yeah, lovely spa- place to be going to as well, Tijuana. Yeah, a real hotbed for Bandabraki people. So um, yeah, home from home there for, yeah, for Mr. Bannon. Yeah, but he's heading to Mexico. So um, there is a Tijuana um, cartel as well. So probably not the place you want to be going, to be honest with you. You know, it's a bit of a crazy thing to do to go to Mexico just at the present time. So it is. It's like going to trim for the Balnebracki lads. Ow, ow. He's starting something up again. The whisper is starting something up again. Um, the football is only around the corner and you're starting to, you're just trying to wind them all up again, Rispin. Ah, it's good. It's good, Mickey. We're nearly there. We're nearly back. Um, final one. On, no, sorry. It's not. It's the penultimate one. Sorry. It's from Lauren Gorman. And she said, enjoying the five year off my Chinese this weekend <laughs> with the thumbs up. Yeah, the thumbs up. That is, of course, uh, the Q Kangaroo um, discount code. Uh, download the discount. Uh, the, sorry, download the, the Q Kangaroo app and use the discount code We Are Mead, all one word, capital letters, uh, to avail of a five euro um, discount on your first order, which is absolutely brilliant. It means that you can order an extra starter, or an extra burger, or whatever it is, depending on where you're ordering from, and um, you're getting it. For Getting it for free, basically. But, um, yeah, really brilliant. Um, we really enjoyed the QQ Agamaru app ourselves. P.S. Tapes, Mickey. Um, yes. Mm, he, he sent me a WhatsApp uh, 25 minutes ago, and he says, when y'all recording? And I says, now, quick. <laughs> so, in fairness to him, he did get back in, in just in the nick of time, as always is the case with our P.S. Tapes. Um with the following questions. We'll give you the first one first and we'll discuss it because it, there, there's probably a little bit of discussion to be done in it. He said, okay. listen, to, listen to the program pod. Why do you all reckon attendances are so down? Is it lack of competitive games, too expensive, lack of interest? 70,000 plus at an early Leinster game is mental. Yeah, um, I, think, I think there's a few different reasons for it. The game has completely evolved and completely changed Davy Goff, only a couple of weeks ago when we interviewed him, said if he wasn't refereeing these games, would he go to them? No, because they're boring. Um, and intercounty football has got pretty boring. Um, we still love it. We still support our team. But it has become, you know, robotic. So the, 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 that's gone from it. Um, then the competitiveness, I suppose, in Leinster. You still get relatively good um, uh, attendances in the other provinces. But in Leinster, because Dublin are so dominant, the interest is gone. And it's like, well, why will I go to that game thinking, you know, if we beat them, we're into a Leinster semi-final and we could beat Dublin. Nobody thinks that anymore. Um, They all think, well, Leinster is a foregone conclusion. So there's that. Like, you know, in in, in other provinces, the, the, the games are highly attended still, I think. But the game has evolved, it has changed, and it has become more boring. Club matches are more interesting, and there are much more excitement in club matches than there is in inter-county matches now. And plus, the attendances are down over the last year because there's been nobody allowed at them. True. Um, <laughs> I remember at, during those times, we used to go from St. Cuthbert's, from the underage club here, um, up on buses. Yeah, uh, the, the GA used to do special subsidised prices for uh, you know students going to games. It, yeah. it was three quid, right, to go to a to a, go to a Leinster final or a Leinster quarter final or an All Ireland quarter final. 
we used to go up and we could bring 150 on any given day in a bus. Like my whole week revolved around looking forward to going to Crow Park on the Sunday in bus loads onto the canal end. And it was just great. And th- there were serious memories from that. I think it's fair to say now, I won't say the interest isn't there anymore, but it's not as, there's there's so many other things to do. And I think the whole involvement of technology and everything for young people nowadays, Mickey, there's so many other things that can take up their time. Back when I was their age, sort of, and it's not that long ago, but the technology wasn't what it is today. And football was sort of everything. Um, and socializing with your friends, you had to kind of go and do it in person as opposed to, online through Snapchat and all of these different things. So I think that's probably another thing too. I think the, the competitiveness definitely in Leinster is a factor. There's no doubt about it. You know, Tommy Nally, who we'll hear from in a great interview later on this week, um, I asked him when did he feel that, you know, football was at its best. And he said probably in the late 90s, early 2000s. That's when he would, would have thought the football was at its most competitive and most enjoyable to watch. And it's hard to argue it. And then on the back of that, he said, you know, Leinster would be a really good and competitive province if Dublin weren't in it. It mightn't have the quality that other provinces have, but it would be ultra competitive. And obviously with Dublin, they've won the last 10 Leinsters in a row, Mickey, or last 11, I think, last 10, 2011 to 2021. And that's that's been a huge, obviously, downfall in that as well. Just on that as well, David, you take Dublin out of Leinster, and Leinster becomes competitive, but it doesn't become any better. It actually no, and you won't you won't have bigger standards. Yeah, and the standard is very poor. You know, um, when you when you look at it, well, there's no Division One teams. That's it. I was going to say there's like you look how many Division One teams is there in Leinster? There's one, um, and Mead have just come down from Division One. Kildare, you know, they're 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 there or thereabouts as well. They're similar to Mead. But probably just below those teams in Division One, and any given year could go up and down or whatever. But uh, mm. yeah, you know, like um, a, the, I, I do think that Andy McIntyre, uh, since he's gone in there, has tried to stem the the tide and has tried to improve the team. And when he leaves that team eventually, whenever that is, in two, three, four years, whatever, he'll have left it in a better position to be founded. Yeah, and and I think just going back to it one more time is that like. To be fair, most of those attendances were Meath and Dublin. It might have been a Leinster final, it might have been a Leinster quarter final, but that would have been the the game that would have generated those massive crowds. And it was because we were so competitive with Dublin. Um, that's probably why. But yeah, they were they were great days. We'll we'll obviously have more of those program pods coming up in the in the next couple of weeks, and we'll keep an eye on the attendances actually in them because I think it is an interesting enough exercise to do. Yeah, it really is. Um, you know, I think there was one of them it was a Leinster replay against uh, Leash, I think it was. Uh, that's their quarterfinal replay against Leash or something, was it? And it was like 13,000 down in Offaly. So, yeah. you know, there was some good attendances as well back then. Um, I do think that the attendances have gone down. There's no doubt about it. Final one from PS Tapes. He said, also, everyone missed a trick with the naming of the baby. Surnames as first names would be better. Giles Stapleton... Flynn Stapleton or McQuillan <laughs> Stapleton or Faye Stapleton for a girl. <laughs> <laughs> Faye Stapleton. Excellent. I love it. Um, yeah, really, really good, good one there. O'Rourke Stapleton. Um, doesn't probably fit in too well. Or uh, John McDermott. So McDermott Stapleton. You know, like there's a couple of them that aren't going to work, but uh, yeah, there's a couple of really good um, second names that could, could fit in there. All right. 
King Stapleton, that'd be good, wouldn't it? King Stapleton, you know what I mean? Like, absolutely. Um, um, he, he, he just followed that up by saying, can't believe Mickey didn't suggest Hank. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> that's a brilliant one as well. Yeah, I'm surprised I didn't. Uh, uh, Hank Stapleton, yeah, uh, that's a brilliant one because you were talking about Frank as well, or somebody mentioned Frank on, on, on Twitter as well. But uh, we'll have to, well, now that we've got a list of names, we'll have to put up a poll to every rest of Yeah, yeah, and Paddy's going to have to commit to calling the child one of these names because you no know, point us putting in all this work and um, effort and that if he's not going to go with our recommendations. One question has come in because we're obviously putting up the poll late, so there is people still wanting to interact with us. Um, Anthony Healy's been in touch and he said, why no Nafina lads on the Mead Senior Hurling team? Um, um, it's a good question, I suppose. Um, I'm just trying to think, was there anybody from on, on the panel from Nafina? No, um, no, not that I know of. And I had a look at the extended panel. There was nobody that stood out to me looking at it. And of course, they did get to a senior semi-final last year in, in both the Hurling and football. Um, so it is definitely a valid question, but yeah, I, I don't know the answer to it. Yeah, and they've got some great dual players as well. Um, that's an interesting one. Um, maybe maybe they were asked in and didn't commit. Maybe they were looking to maybe uh, look after the club or maybe thinking that they might get in on the Mead squad or something like that in the football squad. Um, it's an interesting one because there are some fabulous orders in Nafina and uh, there's a great spread of players on that senior team. So I'm just... It's uh, it's an odd one that there's no Nafina players there, Davey. Sure. Um, Shane, Mickey, that's all from Instagram Interactive this week. That's brilliant. Well, again, uh, anybody who is going to download the Q Kangaroo app, don't forget to use the discount code WEARMEAD, all one word, capital letters, and you will get your five-euro discount. Um, again, on, again, on our Loyal Royals podcast, Tommy Nally interviewed the Dunderry man and the stalwart of Park Tolchin um, for... 50 years now and um, we also have a review uh, of the Hurling a preview of football and we have Drew Condit's 10 best since 2010 that's it from this episode remember we are me why matters more <laughs>